Blog Talk Radio. What's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, everyone. How is everyone doing? Um, thank you to everyone who listens to the Nine Mind Sacred Sisterhood Cosmic Frequency Blog Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, El Mayat, also known as Shiloh, Shiloa. And um, let's let's get into tonight's topic. Um, I'm trying to share this and for some reason it's not letting me do it. It's taking me to um, to all kind of stuff. Hold up, it's telling me to log in. Okay, let's see if it's going to let me do it. Okay. Blog talk, use your account. I don't want that. Okay. Let's see. Okay, well, let's let's get to the show topic. Trying to. Alright, okay. So, um, I did one show on how to properly profile an emotionally damaged or socially awkward, a socially awkward or, or damaged male. And I also wanted to to just make it clear that there's um, the female counterpart to that. And because I am always talking sisterhood, um, I'm often having to having to realize why the, the movement to sisterhood and, and bringing black women together is such a very daunting task, why it's so hard to do. And you would have to look at the, the emotional damage that most black females are afflicted with. Uh, so that's why I feel like it's, it's it's relevant and it should be discussed. So I just want to just, um, you know, share some information on how to profile also and recognize a socially uh, damaged female or emotionally damaged female. She's going to be very out of balance even though she can be very attractive on the outside, she can she can be gorgeous. She can be drop-dead gorgeous. So we have to get away from this concept that a lot of the internal damage is going to be recognizable on the outside. It's not. A lot of time when you see us as a people, we look pretty damn good on the outside. A lot of our trauma, our damage, our, our, our imbalance is internal and unable to see with the visual eye, okay? So, and that's, and um, that can kind of be a bad thing because when when someone looks completely healthy and and a you know uh, you know um, attractive, and then for you to find out that they are damaged, that they are just you know that they are a complete wreck, it's it's it's, it's a little unsettling because we expect um, the in, inner damage to always reflect on the outside, and that's not always the case, um, especially with black people, because we do have melanin, and for some reason we can, you know, we can, we can look pretty good and be really, really messed up on the inside. So I said, so what I was saying was why emotionally damaged women will never embrace sacred sisterhood because um, I had someone ask me about, oh, you want to be on Sacred Sisterhood and you think you can really bring women together and, oh, I'd like to see you do that. And, you know, and I was understanding that, yeah, it's it's not an easy job. So I, I didn't. 
think it would be easy. I knew it would not be easy. But the fact of the matter is we need this for our survival. So, it, you know, so I didn't take up the cause of sacred sisterhood because I felt it would be easy. Uh, I, me, of anyone knows that getting along with certain black people is hard enough, let alone black women, especially when you recognize the amount of programming and indoctrination that black people have, have, have accepted and gone through. No, it is not easy to bring a divided people together unless you are embracing um, whatever programming they are embracing. And so to get along with most black people, you have to know their programming. Now, one of the programming is religion. So if you want to get along with black people, you must be a part of the religion programming. Well, I'm not a part of the religion programming, so guess what? That is like the most that that's that is the most deep-seated programming that black people have. So if you don't have that programming, you're not going to have a lot of black people as your friends because that is the number one programming. Now there are other programmings, but like I said, the religious one is like it's 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 like the most thorough. You got sports programming, um, you got um classism programming, you got educational programmings, um there's just so many different programmings that a person can embrace and like I said, unless you buy into that same programming, um, black people have um, just been trained to uh, separate themselves, to keep themselves separated, to not reach out and network with other black people. Um, you know, that goes to show you how well these programmings are, uh, you know, how deeply ingrained they, they have been imprinted upon our psyche and our subconscious, okay? So, um yeah, let me uh, read the show greeting. Excuse me. I've been gardening and having a great time uh, doing some planting today. So I say greetings, nine my sacred sisterhood, clan, peace, protection, prosperity, and most of all, um, wisdom be upon we all and those we love. Have talked about how to profile a socially awkward male. Well, let's learn how to profile the socially imbalanced female or woman and what occurred to make these women this way. It has everything to do with our learning and understanding interpersonal relationship boundaries, okay? When these needed boundaries are not taught or either purposely, purposefully violated, then, then, um, then it results or, okay, then the results, or a society of socially and emotionally imbalanced or damaged individuals who see their own personal experiences and upbringing as the norm until they are made or forced to realize that they are indeed damaged or unstable. So a lot of times socially um, unstable, i.e. imbalanced, um, uh, imbalanced in their understanding of how balanced everyday interpersonal relationships are supposed to be cultivated are supposed to be cultivated and accepting the reality that they themselves were indeed victims due to no fault of their own and how to properly heal themselves 
from destructive emotions of either hurt, guilt, shame, or even hurt, hatred. And I was so in a hurry to um, start it on time that um, uh, I, I had to do it fast, so I have to go back in there and make some corrections. So, yeah, when you're talking about uh, an emotionally awkward or a socially damaged person, a lot of times they sometimes don't or are not aware they are unaware that there's anything wrong with them until they begin to be around other people and they begin to interact with other people and other, you know, have different relationships. And, and, and then it's brought to their attention that, you know, you're not normal. That, this is not a normal thought process. So, so what I'm saying is a lot of times these people have to be brought into the understanding that what they're doing is not normal, their thinking, their behavior, because they don't know. All they know is how they were raised. So um, let me get into um, how a female can can be become emotionally or socially imbalanced because you have to understand how these people are created, and it goes back to interpersonal relationships, that every child needs key relationships in order to help them uh, develop. And these relationships start, of course, with the family, your immediate family, and then they extend outward to uh, the community, you know, society or neighborhood or wherever you, excuse me, um, you know, your community, your neighborhood. So it starts with, of course, mother and father, and, of course, their parents, grandmother, grandfather, um, uh, sisters and brothers and aunts and uncles, and then you've got cousins and nieces and nephews. These are all the interper uh, interpersonal relationships that have certain boundaries attached to them. Now, when these boundaries are violated, it crosses it, it, it you know it, it crosses up the wires in a child's understanding of right and wrong and what is acceptable and what is unacceptable. So this is why you have so many damaged people running around today, uh, uh, you know, around today is because these interpersonal relationships, the people who were, were, were given the responsibility of creating these interpersonal relationships, they violated these boundaries. Um, an example is if, um, you know, a mother having sex with her son. That is an interpersonal relationship. Um, and if, you know, a mother has sex with her son, you know, then his understanding um, of that process is going to be very, very skewed. Uh, the same way if a girl is, is sexually violated by her father or her stepfather or her uncle, and, of course, I address the female uh, aspect of this because the norm is this happens, these violations and these boundaries violations occur more so with girl, female children than the boys, okay? And I'm not saying it doesn't happen to the boys, but when you have this happening on such a massive scale with girl children, when these girls grow up, they, these girls grow up not understanding that these uh, uh, boundaries 
uh, uh, these relationships should not have occurred, and they begin to view everyone of that same sex in a, you know, um, you know, okay, I know what you want from me because, you know, if daddy wanted sex from me, now I feel like every man that meets me, uh, I know what he wants. He wants sex, so I, I need to, you know, touch and feel and, you know, do the very thing daddy made me do in order for him to want me. Any man I meet now, I will do these things. Okay, that's very damaging to a girl child when she now views the world and that every male she meets, she actually feels that giving him sex is the proper, normal way to be. And it all started with a father or an uncle or a stepfather or a granddaddy who crossed these boundaries and confused her and skewed her understanding that these men were supposed to be there to protect her and to show her that with certain men there are sex, certain boundaries that are not supposed to cross. That was these men's job to teach this girl that not violate her and vice versa. So when you run across these socially awkward or damaged females, most of the time because of um, of how their 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 understanding of relationships, especially intimacy and sexual relationships, they tend to now be more man crazy than ever. They they tend to be more uh, every time they meet a man. Uh, sex is the first thing they lay on the table because they're looking for love and affection and attention. You see what I'm saying? And so. Um, you know, and I, and I've just found, and I have just come to understand, women who have had this done to them, uh, they don't really understand the concept of sisterhood. Excuse me. They don't understand uh, sisterhood. Uh, their whole life is chasing finding some man to love me. Because we know that once a father shows this girl or uncle, he cannot maintain that love because it is a false love. It is a uh, uh, it, uh, uh, it is a unnatural and an unacceptable love. Meaning that society is not going to accept openly this uncle having sex with his niece. Society is not going to openly accept a father having sex with his daughter. Society is not going to accept openly a grandfather having sex uh, and being intimate with his granddaughter. So these men have to do this uh, uh, in secret, and they have to do it sneakily. So it has to, so he has to publicly show her, and he has to do his dirt, and, oh, I love you, and don't tell anybody, and, you know, and, you know, he has to pay her off, give her some kind of gift to keep her quiet. So so this, so, so these violations create this dichotomy, this duality within this child's spirit that you just can't say abracadabra, be gone. You have literally ruined this person for a very, very, very long time until they recognize that uh, they have been damaged, they have been 
uh, uh, rendered in balance and they're either told to go get some help or something occurs where they're forced to go get some help about addressing what has been done to them. So uh, oftentimes uh, you would think, now this is what I have found out, and and to this day I cannot explain why people who are victims of rape uh, and sodomy and these sexual violations they seem to they seem to be drawn to the very gender that violated them, and I, I don't understand why that is. Because it, it, to me, um, if you were raped or sexually uh, molested, it, it seemed like you would hate the gender who molested you. If you were molested by a man, uh, it, it seemed like to me you would hate men. Uh, if you was molested by a woman, it seemed like you would kind of hate women, but it seems like it doesn't work that way, and I don't know why. I, I don't know why those who are molested and sexually violated at young ages um, tend to embrace what was done to them and accept it as normal, and they don't um, they don't tend to harbor any hatred or dislike for the person who did it. They really don't. And sometimes I think that, you know, might be a bad thing because if you could hate that person, maybe it would be easier for you to tell on them and to, um, you know, cause them to be punished. But because uh, these people don't end up hating their violators and their abusers and their molesters and their rapists, they don't hate them, um, they they tend to say, well, I forgive them, and that's all right, you know. I, you know, and, and they end up forgiving a person who didn't even ask for forgiveness. I've heard so many people say, well, this was done to me, and my father did this, and but I forgive him. And my first question, if I could ask him this question, is like, did your father ask for forgiveness? How do you forgive someone who has not asked for forgiveness? I don't I don't understand that type of forgiveness because I always thought um, forgiveness. It had to involve two parties, you know, the person who who you are forgiving uh, uh, and yourself. And how do you forgive yourself or, or forgive the person who did something? I don't know how you can forgive them without them asking. That, that's all I'm saying. If they ain't never asked your forgiveness, I don't know how you have forgiven someone who has not asked your ass forgiveness. I don't know how that works. But I know a lot of people who claim to have done that. Well, you know, well, I forgave my father for what he did. I forgave my uncle. I forgave the person that raped me. I was like, really? You went to them and say I forgave? You're like, well, no, I didn't talk to them no more. But I just forgave them because my pastor said I got to forgive them if I'm going to heal myself. See, I, I just feel like that's that's not the answer. I don't really think that 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 quick fix answer is good advice. And so, of course, you would need counseling, but I don't think that's good advice. But anyway, profiling these women, um, she's going to be very damaged. She's going to be damaged for life. And and people say, well, you know, you can get over this and that. Um, I don't think you can. There, you know, there, see, the problem is you won't ever be able to forget it. And if something uh, happened to you traumatizing and you can't ever forget it, then you can't get over it. Because to get over something, you must be able to successfully forget it. 
And if your father, if you've ever had sex with your father, how are you going to forget that? How are you going to forget that your father sexually violated you? How are you going to forget your grandfather uh, violating you? How are you going to forget if an uncle has, has how, do, how do you forget that? You can't. So the fact that you can't forget it lets me know you can't get over it. So the only thing you can do is you can get some therapy for it. You may need therapy for the rest of your life. You may want to be in counseling. You might want to uh, join a, a group of similar people who have had similar situations, but I don't think it's ever no getting over it. And, you know, and it's just like Alcoholic Anonymous. People who have been alcoholics, they say, you know, they said, listen, I am a recovering alcoholic. Uh, they never claim to say that I'm never an alcoholic. They they tell you every day I have to resist going back to my 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 longing for alcohol. You know, it's it's a daily battle that I will never be free of this battle. So I feel like when you have been molested, it's the same way. You 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 know you you it's a daily battle because the memory. Uh, you may have a have have you know adopted some type of attachment to your molester, and it's not your fault. You you may even have adopted some type of sexual attraction attraction to your molester, and once again, it's not your fault. These emotions that are in you were put there. It were put in you because someone violated you. Someone crossed boundaries. They, they 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 took your innocence. They they stole a, a a love that they were not supposed to have. They stole a love from you that it was not their right to steal that that love. You know that love uh, they stole from you was supposed to go to someone else, and they took it. They took it illegally. You know, and so you have to see that what they done was wrong, but you now have to try to uh, address what your emotions and feelings toward how you was forced to accept that as normal. If you were forced to accept that as normal, you're gonna you 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 know you're gonna have a hard time of seeing that person as being in the wrong. And so uh, oftentimes when you run across females like this, um, they don't have no concept of sisterhood. They, they, they really don't care to really be around uh, uh, a lot of women uh, unless it's in some type of setting where, once again, a man is kind of being the, uh, the high priest, the, uh, you know, the head figure, the... Um, the uh, uh, what you would call a um, uh, instructor or some type, you know, um, she has no concept of, of of women having authority, sisterhood, uh, women looking out for one another, uh, them having a mission and a a a, a code of conduct con- conduct that 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 speaks inside of themselves that we will be our sister's keeper that, um, you know, women uniting and looking out for one another ensures that girl children stay protected and that they are not violated in this way. So, um, you know, so I've just come to the realization that trying to create a sisterhood with a very damaged and imbalanced race of women 
that black women are, we are very damaged, we are very imbalanced, we have suffered a lot of long, 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 long term trauma and uh, abuses, and so um, it has become so normalized to so many of us that uh, it's like there has been just like a a acceptance of it, uh, an expectation of it. Uh, Our standards are so low when it comes to our males. We expect very little from them. We don't demand from our men what other women uh, demand from their men. You know, black women don't demand that uh, their males marry them before sexual intercourse. It just has become so normalized that, oh, he's not going to marry me, so I'm not going to bother asking. And it's like, but, and, and so just having babies out of wedlock, having sex before, you know, having a covenant, it's like these girls never even think to ask. It never even comes into their psychic. And normally that is because they have been sexually violated and some interpersonal relationship boundary has been crossed within this girl's childhood. Some father, some uncle, some brother, or someone um, violated some boundaries, and so she grows up not really um, feeling like that she has the right to ask that a man, um, you know, address her and deal with her uh, on a more respectful level. And, and, and so, you know, if you can't demand that men treat you uh, right, um, then, of, of, of course, you really can't demand it from anybody because, you know, um, these relationships, we, we have to have them. We need them for our development. And like I was saying, uh, uh, the show with the man, you have to be able to profile a man and ask him, do he have, you know, what type of relationships do he have with women that where sex is not the goal? Because both sides need relationships from the opposite sex where sex is not on the table. And so girls need grandfathers that are not having sex with them. Girls need fathers that are not having sex with them. Girls need uncles that are not having sex with them. Girls need brothers who are not trying to get sex from them. This is how a girl child gets her understanding of what a man is and what his job is on this planet. And the fact that most black girls don't have that understanding, you have to go back and look at the men in their lives. And if these men sexually violated these girls, then of course they're not going to know what a man is supposed to do on planet Earth. So when the brothers are criticizing the sisters like, y'all pick thugs and y'all pick this, and okay, I'm telling you why these girls have no concept and understanding of what a man's role is on this planet. Go find her daddy. Go find her uncle. Go find her granddaddy. Go find her brothers. And if even one of them sexually violated her, then the man is the problem. You have ruined this girl for life almost or well until she probably has three, four, five kids of her own before she comes to the understanding of what was done to her and how much damage was done to her based off of how she viewed other men and relationships after what had occurred to her.
So I see that's and people say, well, Shiloh, why you get so mad and you be cussing and you talking about we have the right to tell these men to shut the fuck up? Yeah, because like I said, every fucked up thing, it can be traced back to men who are mentally ill. You have to be mentally ill to want to have sex with your granddaughter. You have to be mentally ill to want to have sex with your own daughter. You have to be mentally ill to rape and molest your own niece. You have to be mentally ill. You have to be mentally ill to think that it's okay for you to have sex with your own sister just so you can practice how to have sex. You got to be mentally ill. So when you are talking about a a a race of mentally ill men, there ain't no way in hell you got a lot of mentally ill males males and they are not going to pass that mental illness on to the females. So what is the greatest hindrance to sisterhood? Thank everyone for listening. If you're on the line, continue to stay on the line. Uh share the please share the shows. Uh, follow me on Twitter and follow me on my Facebook. And, of course, if you're on Periscope, um, every now and then I drop a video on Periscope. Thank you. Uh, we're going into the next few minutes of overtime. But back to what I was saying. Uh, oh, and the call-in number is 713-955-0709. You can dial that number and just listen to the show. Um, it, you don't have to make a comment. You can listen to the show online. Um, okay, back to what I was saying. So this is what I'm talking about, a mentally ill. When you have a whole planet full of men who are violating girl children, who are violating girl children every day, every day, the the epidemic in child molestation and child sex trafficking, it is at an all-time high. It is the men who are the problem. And that's why I talk sisterhood separation. It has nothing to do with hating men, but if men are not going to be men, then why want them? Why trust them? Why believe in them? Why support them? Why fund anything they do? It doesn't make sense. They're ill. They're sick. And we have to just acknowledge that men are sick. When they're sitting up there talking about colorism and they hate you because you're dark-skinned, this is a sickness. And it's just manifesting itself every day on social media. And in real life, you just these men are coming out just saying some of the most hateful, hateful of things against black women. And I'm telling you, black women, you will have to separate. You have to acknowledge that man, Rome, the Roman man, he is ill. The Bible says that they would, would become wicked and vile and lovers of themselves and, and, and puffed up and, you know, just go read Romans and it will tell you that this is, we are in this time now. That man is puffed up off himself. They are lovers of themselves. And see, another thing is that when men adopt uh, uh, the social norm of having sex with each other, you have to realize that when men can now get sexual uh, gratification from one another, the value of a woman is greatly diminished. You don't have the same value. 
a woman's value was always based off of one man coming to her for sex, for sexual gratification, and two, to have children, to procreate. Well, when you have a planet of males that most of them don't want children, they don't want family, woman, your value has been greatly depreciated. Now, now they're having sex with each other, so now the sexual gratification that they need, they're getting it from each other. Woman, your fucking value don't even exist no more. So you're talking about a planet full of men, they're fucking each other. Women, you have no value. And if you steady want to be with a race of males that they don't see your value the way they did 50, 60, 70 years ago, but you still want one, I don't know why. Because people be like, well, I don't know how she can go 13 years and not have sex, and is she gay? I'm not gay. I'm not a lesbian, but I just know what I see with my eyes. Man is sick. And this sickness is not being addressed. The government is not addressing it. You know, you got a military complex. You got a prison industrial complex. You got an all-male hierarchy religious complex. And all of it is homosexual, sodomite-driven woman. It is time for you to deal, stop dealing with man. They are sick. They are ill. And only the destruction of God uh, or something serious has to happen for this to end. Because like I said, once men begin to love men, man-on-man love, you got no cure for that, baby girl. You ain't got no cure for that. These niggas is fucking each other in they booty. They sucking each other. Girl, you ain't got a cure for that. You ain't got a good enough good good. Your, your goody box can't compete with that. Well, I give some good head, honey. A, a man give another man probably better head than you get. You can't compete, honey. So I just wish the sisters would just accept the fact you cannot compete when the men have become so egregiously corrupted. And I'm talking about corruption from the top down, and then you've got these men in these secret Masonic orders, and their agenda is to turn your sons against you. The poor black woman, you have had your sons turned against you, baby. There has been a sodomite agenda. The music industry is full of nothing but sodomites and homosexuals. The movie industry, sodomites and homosexuals. And the black woman is talking about, well, I don't know why my sons don't love me. The sodomites, the homosexual sodomite agenda, they get in these boys' ear. They uh, promote their homosexuality. They promote it in their music. They promote it in their rituals. They promote it in the military. They promote it in the sports. They promote it in the religion. They promote it. Uh, now it's all open on TV, on Empire, two men kissing each other. They are promoting stealing your sons from you. So, black woman, you don't need to be having no more children with none of these motherfuckers because either the men who are left who are real men are going to either fight to clean this shit up or there is no cleaning up. Females, you cannot fix this. Black woman, you cannot fix this. 
white woman, you cannot fix this. The only way we can fix this as women is we got to stop fucking with men, period. You got to leave them all alone and let them kill, let them fuck, suck, and dick each other down and let them catch diseases and just, you know, kill themselves off. Now, of course, as women revolt against their debauchery, they're going to start kidnapping, they're going to start taking by violence, and so you're going to have to be ready to break some fucking violence off too. That's why I keep talking sisterhood. Sisterhood is so that we can band together for protection more so than anything else. We have to protect one another because once men say, oh, they they walking away from us, oh, we're going to take them by force. I am man, me going to take. No, yeah, your ass will get shot. Your ass can get hung. Your ass can get chopped the fuck up with a machete. Oh, yeah, women do not understand that if they want to meet your ass with violence and they feel like they can take your daughters by violence, you're going to have to be prepared to match violence with violence. And all I'm saying, sisters, is that you will be better off protected with the sisterhood that's whose eyes are wide open about what time we're living in, these men are done. They want to fuck themselves. They want to fuck each other and still have you sexually. And to me, I just don't know how you women can put up with men who are having sex with each other, but they can still have sex with you. I don't get it. I don't get it. That's, 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 that's called whore. And see, I know I'm not a whore. But when men want to have sex with each other, have sex with women, have sex with children, have sex with boys, to me that that is just too much. They don't have no boundaries anymore. Nobody's off limits to them anymore. They feel like because they got money, they should be able to get whatever they want. They want to have sex with dogs, they don't, and they don't want nobody stopping them. So, women, you have to stop having this mentality that, oh, I'm just a helpless damsel. There's nothing I can do. Oh, there's no man to protect me. Honey, they ain't been protecting y'all for the last fucking hundred years. They ain't been protecting nobody. What are you talking about? You ain't had no man protecting you. And the few who have been trying to protect us, the the real warriors, they try to lock them up so fast. Why? Because the sodomites and the homosexuals want to be the only ones running around out here while the real warriors are locked up behind bars. Why? So women have no protection. That's been their game plan. They've been locking up your protection. They lock up the real warrior, warriors while the real perverts and sickos and sodomites, they out here running around free talking about black women ain't shit. You bitches is worth uh, uh, $5. Those are your sodomites. A black man who would talk so egregiously about a black woman, I'm going to tell you right now, he is having sex with another man. He likes to have sex with other men, and he glorifies the whore. If he's always putting the stripper and the whore up on the pedestal, that's because he hates real women, real women who who actually give birth and who actually respect motherhood and respect having children. They hate you. 
They hate that. But that whore, they love that whore. This is the times we're living in. So I, I just hope that you take this message of sacred sisterhood. And sisterhood is not about meekness. It's not about weakness. It is about survival. And if you need to take some some nuts, some heads, some, you better have your sword. Because like I said, these homosexuals and these sodomites, they have gone too fucking far. It's time to go to war. They have already been at war with black motherhood. They have robbed us of our sons. And, ladies, it is time for us to stand up and be sisters and protect ourselves and protect our children from these sodomites, these whores, and these motherfucking uh, 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 homosexuals. They want it all. They have it all. And the bottom line is we must separate in the name of what is holy, what is moral, what is righteous, and what is decent. Because most of these men, they have no clue of what decency is anymore. Their form of decency is control, humiliation, and and seeing women as property. They have monetized us, and you are nothing but property and something to be used and exploited by them. That's how the average man today believes and thinks. Now, whether he tells you to your face or not, the majority of them, even your husband, my husband don't think that way. Well, you know, that he need to stand up and he need to get with some other men don't think that way and they need to start cleaning house down this bitch because if he's a man and he, and, and he hears my message and he don't feel like it's time to clean house, but if he's just walking around, I don't see what she's talking about. I don't know with no sodomites. I don't deal with no sodomites. Shit, I bet he worked for one. They run everything. They run the corporations, they run the schools, they run the churches, they run everything. What you mean you don't know no sodomites? What you mean you ain't working for no homosexuals? If they running everything, you got to be working for them. So you either for them or you against them. So real men, if they are, if there's any left, they should be cleaning house of sodomites and all of these sick-ass pedophiles, pederasts, and homosexuals. If they're not killing them, they're not doing their job as men and female. All I'm saying, time to separate. If a man is not going to be here to do his job as a man, then he should get no privileges as a man. You shouldn't be marrying them. You shouldn't be having sex with them. You shouldn't be having no children with none of them. I don't care how well he talks. I don't care how good he looks. I don't care what kind of degree he got. I don't care what TV show he owns. They are all sodomites. They're all sodomites. And if you are a female and you're marrying and having relationships with sodomites, then shame on you, sister. Shame on you. Shame on you for giving these sodomites cover. That's a thirsty bitch right there who will sit up there and be a beard for these sodomites. See, you women have to stop being beards for these sodomites so they can be seen for exactly what they are. Thank you for listening to the show. Share the shows. I am your illustrious host. And, uh, yes, Sacred Sisterhood is the answer, and it is about survival, and it is about the protection of our girl children 
from these sodomites, these homosexuals, and these men who are having sex with each other so they don't feel that the woman holds the same value. Thank you. See you next show. Love yourself. Treat yourself well. Exercise. Eat good. Plant your garden. And uh, hope to meet up with the sisterhood sometime soon. All right. Bless you.